fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It's a 30-something movie podcast. This time, we're going to double your fun with a little double impact. Mm-hmm. A little, uh, a little, a little twin action with JCVD. Oh, yeah. There we, there we go. All right. This is our second movie of 1991. Last week, we did The Rocketeer. Um, so hope you enjoyed that one. Um, one of my favorite movies. So excited to talk about that one. Um, Double Impact is our movie this time around. If you want to check out more about our podcast, uh, head on over to our website, 30podcast.com. Uh, you can rate and review the show there. Check out old episodes. You can uh, leave us a voicemail directly from the website there, and you can join us on Patreon. There's exclusive episodes that you get, other benefits, depending on what tier uh, you support us at. But we would love for you to become a co-executive producer of the show and join us over there. Any amount of support on Patreon will get you access to the exclusive monthly episodes that we do over there. So uh, I have with me this time around Patrick and Bo. Pat, how are you doing? Great, John. How are you? I am doing excellent. I doubly excellent mm-hmm. Bo how are you doing well John good stuff alright so this time around we are doing I, I think I had the song queued up let me see if I can find it here real quick is this the one we were looking for earlier I don't know the song well enough to sing along to it. I I mean, I know the chorus when we get there, but. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's no James Horner from last week, but it's okay. Feel that impact. All right. So, gentlemen, I, I do have some news for us. Uh, we have another Patreon patron. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so How our, cool is our, that? our new Patreon patron is Jonathan Tweedy. He's uh, at J.E. Tweedy on Twitter. Um, and his uh, his Twitter description here says that he is a Z- senior web developer at UNC Chapel Hill with a background in Germanic linguistics from, UI, from IU Bloomington. 
So, oh, wow. Okay. And he is, uh, he listens to the surely you can't be serious podcast and listens to us as well. And he just joined us oh. as a co-executive producer on Patreon. And he joined us at the level where he's going to pick a movie for us to watch and discuss. So nice. So once awesome. I, once I find out from him, what movie we're going to be discussing, then we'll, we'll pop that in there. And yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much, Jonathan. All right. Well, our movie this time around is double impact. It came out on the 9th of August, 1991, rated R, runtime of one hour, 50 minutes, directed by Sheldon Ledich, who also did Lionheart and The Last Patrol. Producers on this one were Ashok Amrachaj, who also did The Boondock Saints and Get Carter. Uh, Paul Michael Glazer, who was Starsky from the original Starsky and Hutch. Uh, and he also did, uh, he was also a producer on The Running Man. Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, who also was a producer for Universal Soldier, The Return, and JCVD. And Rick Bieber was one of the other producers. He did Crazy and Flatliners. Uh, Pat, I bet I could die for five minutes. I, I'm i definitely going to die in six. Okay. I'm going to do $1. Okay. $1. All right, man. I'm Actual bugged. retail value of death. Um, writers on this one were Sheldon Ledich, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and St- let's see, Steve Mearson and Peter Krikes. Ledich also wrote Bloodsport and Rambo 3. Van Damme wrote Kickboxer and Lionheart. Mearson and Krikes both wrote Star Trek 4 uh, and Yoga Hosers. <laughs> you guys ever Yoga seen? Hosers. Have you ever seen Yoga Hosers? I, no. I have not. I have not. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. It's written and directed by Kevin Smith, and I'm usually a big Kevin Smith fan. Mm-hmm. I made it maybe 30 minutes into this movie, and then I said, no, thank you. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and, and usually be, I won't look at Rotten Tomatoes before I watch a movie or any of the other critic ones before I watch a movie, but I got about 30 minutes into this movie. It's only an hour and 20, 28 minutes long, so it's not a long movie anyway. I got 30 minutes into this movie. I said, nope, uh, life is too short. And then I went to go look it up. And on like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, it gets like a 23%. So mm-hmm. I, I felt good that um, I felt validated in my choice to not waste any more time on it. Uh, did he just make this so his kid could be in a movie? I really think so. Wow. Yeah, it's it's his kid and uh, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and actually, that's the right response, Bo. So I don't know. You got Tony Hale though. Oh no! I mean, there's there's some there's some decent people in it, but mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osment. Good uh-huh. lord. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, feel free, but teenage yoga enthusiasts Mm -hmm. must do battle with an evil presence is threatening to rise from its underground lair and endanger their major party plans. I mean, doesn't that sound like it would be good? It could be. Right. I was excited. What the hell? After about 25 minutes, I was less excited. (laughs) The excitement went away. It waned very much. Very, very much. I am. I am. Are you intrigued? Blown away, intrigued, concerned. Okay. Just, just keep in mind, this might end up being a little bit like the Jesus rolls. 
Oh, it looks a lot like it in mm-hmm. the pictures that I'm clicking through. Yeah, I think I got through just about as much of the Jesus rolls too. <sighs> yeah. Um, so let's see. Cinematography on this one was done by Richard H. Klein, who died in 2018. Uh, he also did. Oh, it's a shame uh, Dennis is not here. He also did cinematography for Howard the Duck. Um, <laughs> That's <he> did, his favorite. <laughs> that old that old classic. Uh, the Andromeda Strain and Soylent Green. Spoiler alert. <laughs> It's people. It's people. <laughs> uh, music. There was a joke on that. I think it was on the, was it the Simpsons or something else. No, actually, it was a clue on Jeopardy. Sometimes we'll go back and rewatch old episodes of Jeopardy on Netflix. And that was one of the clues. And it's like, the, it, I forget what the clue was, but it was something about Soylent Green. And uh, the clue was something like, it's in this movie, it's not this, it's actually people. And I was like, oh, yeah, Soylent Green. And Nora was like, wait, what was that clue? I was like, yeah, it's, it's a food that people eat in this movie. Wait, wait, peep, wait, <laughs> but it's, but he just said it's people. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, like, that's the twist at the end of the movie is soil. People's people. Okay. People's 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 okay. <laughs> people's, people's, his people's okay. <laughs> is, is, are, are turning in Nora's head just as she's like, uh-huh. wait a minute. Yeah. That so didn't that means. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that didn't quite jive. Yeah. People's people's is potatoes. People's soil and green is people's people's. Um, we have successfully. Okay. I think we just call it quits. You know, episode three thirty-five, whatever this one is. We have successfully matched up the Muppets and soil and green. I, I think that's the high note we leave on. I think that's canon now. Mm-hmm. I, I did wonder where Kerman ended up mm-hmm. on, on a beach with a statue of Miss Piggy sticking up out of the sand. Mm-hmm. They finally did it. <laughs> um, let's see. Music was done An by Island Arthur. Island with mm-hmm. Rapanui. Yes. Uh, Arthur Kemple did the music. Uh, he died in 2004. He also did Behind Enemy Lines and the Father Dowling Mysteries TV series. Budget on this one was somewhere around 15, 16 million. Box office was 80.5 million. What? <laughs> yeah. That's what blows my mind. The the box office on this was like double that oh, double impact um, was like double what it was for the Rocketeer. Yeah. Well, I will say this was big time for Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Big time for martial arts style movies. Yeah. I still don't know how it made that much money. I know. Yeah. And I get confused with the Rocketeer because even that list that you mentioned, um, is it the list that you mentioned next week or the list that you mentioned last week for the Rocketeer? Last week, Rocketeer, yeah. Last week when you mentioned the list for the Rocketeer, none of those movies were family movies. I no. mean, everything there, were, there was, you know, it was like R-rated or so. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, I mean, the Rocketeer was like the family movie that was on that list. So yeah, I don't know. Weird time. Yeah. Weird time. 1991. Mm-hmm. Go home. 91. You're drunk. Yeah. Uh, flick metrics gives this one a 49%. Uh, cinema score gives it a B plus starring Jean-Claude Van Damme as uh, Alex and or Chad Wagner. I don't know. It's just the names, Alex and Chad. I don't look at John Claude Van Damme and think of Alex or Chad. Is it the Chad? 
It might be the Chad. One step further and have it be Chaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in Bloodsport, Universal Soldier, JCVD, and Time Cop. Jeffrey Lewis, who died in 2015, played Frank Avery. He was in Maverick and The Devil's Rejects. Alana Shaw played Danielle Wilde. She was in King of New York and Cyborg Cop. Uh, Karina Everson played Kara. She was in Natural Born Killers, Lois and Clark. And um, if I wasn't, if I if I squinted a little bit, um, she would have looked like uh, Famke Jansen in um, Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. She she had some of the same um, leg moves, let's say. She was a rather muscular person. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, but it, wasn't that there was, wasn't there that scene? I mean, we're jumping ahead quite a bit. Wasn't there that scene in like one of the final fights in the in the uh, the factory or whatever it was? Where didn't she like leap on the guy's head and like try to crush him with her thighs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's even like walking around at one point, and it's just like. I watch that and I'm like, okay, I got to go do squats or mm-hmm. leg lifts or something because holy cow. Yeah. She's uh she is uh she's pretty muscular gal. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was, I was trying to figure out what uh, Famke Jansen's character's name was in GoldenEye. Xenia. I couldn't remember the, the first name. Xenia on a top. Because, <laughs> because that's how we named the Bond girls. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see who else was in this one. Philip Chan played Raymond Zhang. He was in Hard Boiled and Super Cop. Alan Scarf played Nigel Griffith. He was in Lethal Weapon 3 and Andromeda. Uh, Bolo Young played Moon. He was in Enter the Dragon and Bloodsport. Um, oh, yeah. And it, that guy's muscles have muscles. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I know. That's like, I remember when I was in middle school and I, I first started to try to draw like comic book characters. Mm-hmm. And I would like overly exaggerate the amount of muscles that they had. Mm-hmm. I think subconsciously I was drawing him. Yeah. I was drawing, was, I was drawing Bolo. That was your model. Mm-hmm. Probably. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. Uh, Andy Armstrong played Paul Wagner. He was a stunt man on the amazing Spider-Man movies, uh, both the first and the second uh, stunt man for Thor and stunt man on the green Hornet movie. Sarah Jane Varley played Catherine Wagner. She was in The Old Curiosity Shop and Howard's Way. Nearly 25 years after seeing his father killed by Hong Kong crime boss Raymond Zhang, Chad Wagner is living in Los Angeles as a flourishing yet peaceful martial arts trainer. But Chad has a twin brother, Alex, also played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, who suddenly reunites with his less aggressive sibling and wants to avenge his father's death as the plan as the pair plan their payback against Zhang, they also struggle to overcome their personal differences Jean-Claude Van Damme he always makes an impact now get ready double impact there's two of them think about it Van Damme times two Exactly like you. Me? Twin brothers reunited on a mission. Watch my bag. To avenge their parents' death. One packs a punch. One packs a piece. Look good to me. Together, they deliver. Double impact. Excuse me. From Hollywood to the Far East. Land. On sea. 
Van Damage. <laughs> That's a great that, that trailer is just fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So here comes the question. Well, I see how it made <laughs> some money with that trailer. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's if you like action movies, who's not yep. going to go see it after seeing that trailer? Right. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. <clears throat> and with the amount of times that they did the little uh, kind of play on words with his last name, how many mm-hmm. kids are not going to try to sneak into that movie? Yep, yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 <laughs> they kept saying the D word. <laughs> I'm going to go see that now. <laughs> um, so let's, we'll start off with this one. When was the first time you saw this movie? Two days ago. <laughs> that, that was actually the same for me. It was about a week ago. <laughs> I, I saw it sometime in college, late high school ish, when that's basically all I watched were martial arts movies, so they uh-huh. all kind of run together. But uh, yeah, that's when I first saw it was uh, back in the day. Okay, that's kind of yeah. I, I kind of I kind of picture if I was watching this, it would have been around that time. Like it would have been around the time that I was in like a like a. Um, you know, Jackie Chan phase or, you know, just trying to pick up some different martial arts movies, things like that. Um, I feel like that would have been, you know, I had my weekends in college when I'd go to the the video store that had like all the different foreign films and all the crazy VHS tapes you couldn't find at like Blockbuster and things like that. I feel like this would have been one of my weekends where mm-hmm. I would have gotten a couple of different, I probably would have gotten like Bloodsport, this one, a couple other ones, and just uh, spent a good weekend going through some martial arts movies. But no, did not see this one until about a week ago. Mm-hmm. So, so Pat, how does this movie make you feel? I I have fun. You know, there's parts that I laugh at. Uh, you know, the uh, it's, it's, the fight scenes are 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 fun. I enjoy it. I, I mean, it's 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 fun watching Jean Claude Van Damme on screen. I mean, you know, that's I, that's it. It's just fun watching them on screen. Yeah, there's cheesy things. Yeah, there's real cringeworthy things. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 it. Uh, I love that they always seem to fit in the slow mo of some really fantastical kind of like leaping kick that you know Von Dom is doing. Um, but uh, yeah, I it just it's just fun. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, what about you? How's this one make you feel? Um, be honest, man. I, I, I don't, I don't have the word is the problem. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I, I really didn't. I think that's, I think that's why I'm having so much trouble with the word. I don't think it made me feel much of anything. Um, it was a movie and like that made a good point the fight scenes were decent i mean it's a van damme movie of course they're gonna be it was the rest of the movie that it wasn't working for me <laughs> um was there a rest of the movie well and that's part of it i think it was so thin on plot that i you know had trouble getting into it i think was my problem yeah some of the early you know, i don't want to you know, i don't want to jump down the movie's throat in the first five minutes but some of the early stuff was so painful 
Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and then I, I can't even remember what it took. I feel like it was it was Frank looking at him weird that finally made it, everybody believe that everything they were saying was true. It was just very, I don't know. I feel like there was maybe 10 minutes of movie missing in a couple places. <laughs> Yes, well, story-wise, not the strongest in the world. And and honestly, I think this could have been fit into like a 45-minute TV show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think, and that's what I think happened is it just seems kind of stretched out. Like the the plot kind of gets you from white fu- one fight scene to the other. Now, again, no one's asking me to write them a movie, so I'm not going to pan it and, and all that kind of thing. But I think, yeah, there's, there's enough dialogue to kind of give you a general idea. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they don't really ever explore why the one brother was so insanely jealous of everyone going near his girlfriend. Um, you know, they don't explain a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I think if this was like a, a TV show, you know, like I, I think I think you'd trim a lot of the extra stuff off that, you know, kind of like a sidewalk that leads to nowhere. You know what I mean? To get rid of them of all that. Yeah. One of the things that I thought was kind of funny when I when I was looking up some stuff on this um, is here. Let's see. Um, sorry, I'm going to pull this up on Wikipedia is that this is loosely based off of an Alexandre Dumas book. Mm-hmm. So like three Musketeers, uh, Count of Monte Cristo, that stuff. Um, and here's a here's just like a real quick version of the plot of the book. The story starts in March 1841. Narrator travels to Corsica. It's called the Corsican Brothers, um, and stays at the home of the widow. Let's see, Savila de Franchi, who lives near Olmedo and Solacaro. She is the mother of former conjoined twins Louis and Lucien. Louis is a or Louis probably. Uh, is a lawyer in Paris while Lucien clings to his Corsican roots and stays at his mother's home. Um, the brothers were separated at birth by a doctor with his scalpel. Despite being separated, Louis and Lucien, or Louis and Lucien, can still feel each other's emotions even at a distance. Lucien explains he has a mission to undertake with reluctance. He has to meditate in a ven- uh, he has to mediate in a vendetta between the Orlandi and Colonna families and invites the narrator to accompany him and meet the head of the Orlandi family. So, so apparently that was the source material to get them started with this. Um, the other thing that I had read on this too was Jean-Claude Van Damme wanted to do a movie in which he could play kind of a softer version of himself. Um, or as he, I think as he put it, he's like, that's actually closer. Um, I think he said Chad is a little bit more him than Alex is, even though in most of his movies he comes across as like the, the very cold, tough guy. Um, I think he wanted to kind of soften his image a little bit. According to IMDB, uh, it says that he wanted to help. He wanted to play twins in order to help change his image. And this is a quote from uh, Van Damme. He said, one of them is violent and the other is not. So the audience can see the contrast in my work. This picture has comedy, romance, a love story. So it is not all action and fighting. When I fight on screen, I blend dancing and fighting. Grace plus power is very nice. All right. When I look at Jean-Claude Van Damme, I, I don't think I have seen any of his movies that is not a martial arts fighting movie. 
Like I can't think of too many other movies in. Now I remember my dad saw JCVD and said he really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. and that it's kind of a, it's almost kind of like a movie where he is himself in real life, but he keeps getting into situations where he has to fight mm-hmm. or something like that. I haven't seen it. I, I think I started to watch it one time and just never could finish it. Um, you know, not, not for lack of interest, just for some reason wasn't able to finish it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I look at him and, and really think of any examples of where he's done comedy or romance or anything other than martial arts. I think it's just kind of, that's what I think of you. Yeah, I think I, I agree. And, and, uh, I think, you know, it's kind of like with a grain of salt when he says, uh, Oh, this movie has it all. It's going to have this, it's going to have that, you know, it's kind of like, Okay, they'll they'll have those elements, but mm-hmm. it's all under the shroud of this is a martial arts movie. Right, right. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure if he if he is able to do quite what Schwarzenegger was able to do. You know, you you see some of Schwarzenegger's movies, and he really, I mean, he knocks it out of the park with the humor. Um, right. You know, and and he's been able to play some other serious roles in the last few years or so. But yeah, I still, when it comes down to it, it's not a Schwarzenegger movie unless he's punching somebody. Mhm. Well, and sorry, the mute oh, bumped. Sorry. Uh, this I want to uh, I want to throw out there too is as I was watching it, I'm thinking like, what would be happening now if they were going to make a movie? And honestly, I don't want to say we're kind of beyond the time of the martial arts movie star or the action movie star, but where everything else in the world seems to become more is sectionalized, not not sexualized, sectionalized, um, categorized. Well, when when he's in that yoga studio, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's the best part. It's in the yoga studio. (laughs) And then he comes down and like all the karate uniforms are, are, uh, are pastels too. Yeah. Yeah. That was hysterical. Oh, you want to see my kick, huh? You want to see my kick? And it's just like, yeah, dude, he wants to see your kick because you're going to end up flat on your, oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Um, but it's but my point, and I'm getting, you know, off my, uh, off my track here. I think my point is, back in the day, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, you had Jackie Chan. You still have Jackie Chan. You still have Jean-Claude Van Damme. You still have Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it was like, you would bring these guys in and do a martial arts movie, right? Or an action movie. And nowadays, I don't think you do that. I think you put the actor into like five months of like martial arts classes for eight hours a day, or, you know, here's my diet and my, you know, blah, 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 to get buffed up and and I'm going to do all these fight classes. And now are they really going to be an accomplished you know, martial art practitioner. Well, maybe some of them are, but at the very least they can look somewhat convincing when they do the fight scenes, you know, and nothing against these actors, nothing against them at all, but it's like, you know, you're going to make an action movie with, you know, some pretty phenomenal fight sequences. So Keanu Reeves is an action star now. Like he was in karate, like martial, not karate, but martial arts classes for months and months and months, Matt Damon, months and months and months, you know, I mean, so it's, it's like that pure action star person. Are they gone now? Because now we just take the actor that we want and give them enough martial arts classes to look good. 
<laughs> you know, I don't. Well, and I, you, yeah, and I don't know that you have too many like dedicated martial arts movies right now, at least yeah. not not that are being made in America. Well, and then and I, feel then like, that- I feel like your closest example would be, you know, you've got like Cobra Kai. Um, it, it's either Cobra Kai or it's something like, um, you know, something like Kung Fury, where it's almost a parody. Mm-hmm. of the martial arts movie. I'm not sure that you're getting too many, at least I can't think of any off the top of my head, too many martial arts movies that are serious. Well, this one's, I don't say this one's necessarily serious, but, um, you know, serious martial arts movies that are dedicated martial arts movies. You're really not getting too many of those made right now. Right. Well, and to be honest, like back in the day, even how many dedicated martial arts movies did you really get that weren't like a total niche film? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it was really Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out and was, you know, released over here. And that was epic and huge because that was one of the first crossovers. And then Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan was like the big martial arts star, but then he did Rush Hour. And, you know, they talked about how, you know. Over when he would be making the, the those martial arts movies overseas, they'd train and train and train for like practice for three weeks just to do a five minute fight scene. Whereas over here, um, they might take five minutes to get ready for a fight scene and just film it quick. You know, so it was he, I remember Jackie Chan like doing an interview talking about the differences between a martial arts movie and a movie with martial arts in it. And so I just I don't know. This just seemed like a weird not a weird, but like a certain time period where there were movies for that. And there were actors that were dedicated to that thing. Yeah. I, I just think it's interesting that this movie was his attempt, you know, because he was so well known in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties for what a um, uh, kickboxer blood sport. I mean, that, that was what he was known for. And then, you know, trying to break out of that mold by having a character that he could play. You know, he could still do, he could still play to his strengths and mm-hmm. still have the character of Alex, but really trying to branch out and be able to do other things. I, I think of that as like, you know, we mentioned Schwarzenegger before, but, you know, thinking of Schwarzenegger and him, you know, kind of going to kindergarten cop and going to twins as his way of kind of breaking out of the action movie star to try other things, mm-hmm. you know, try comedy out and, and see how he does with it. And, and, you know, I think pretty successfully. Um, yeah. I, I think this is, this is an interesting movie because it's, I don't know. I, Bo, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I want to say it's not a great movie. I think because there's, there's so many things plot wise that are, I mean, the, the plot is the plot's a bunch of Swiss cheese. Um, oh, yeah. you know, be careful where you step. Cause <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. That's, there were several times where as I'm watching this movie, I had to kind of stop for a minute. I was like, okay, whoa, 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 hold on. What, why are we here? What are we doing here? And I had to back it up just a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. So this is why, well, wait a minute. I now understand how we got here. Like, why are we here? And so there were a few times where that kind of like stuff didn't match up for me. Um, watching the movie. So I just, I think it's interesting that this was his attempt at trying to break that mold. And I don't really think he ever did. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't think he quite escaped from that. I think, you know, I think Schwarzenegger was able to do that. You know, he could do the comedy. He's still going to punch somebody every now and then, but he kind of showed he was charming enough to do the comedy. I'm not sure that Jean-Claude Van Damme is charming enough mm. to be able to pull off the comedy piece. I think right. he's sincere in his desire to want to be seen as a serious actor. Um, but sincerity does not breed charm. So I, I, I get the feeling that that's kind of what happened for him. Yeah. Now, the the movie where I think actually in terms of his acting, he did a far better job of trying to show that he's not just an action star was Universal Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was a much better way of showing that he's a well-rounded actor um, than this one ever would. But mm-hmm. maybe it's just because I like that movie more. Yeah, maybe, but there's a reason that you like it more, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did find, we've talked about uh, Canon films before, um, so I did, I find a, I found a website that talked about, uh, it's one of those things like 10 things you didn't know about Double Impact. And... Um, <laughs> And so uh, number one on this list of 10 things you didn't know about Double Impact, uh, this is from a website called bulletproofaction.com. And number one on this one, Double Impact, because I felt this the entire time I was watching this movie, so I'm, I'm, glad, that I, uh, I'm glad that somebody else kind of pointed out the same thing. Uh, Double Impact can be traced back to Jean-Claude Van Damme's roots with Menachem Golan and Canon Films. Golan, who didn't believe Van Damme had what it took to be a star, going so far as to call him Poison, changed his tune after the worldwide success of Bloodsport. Golan reminded Van Damme that he had signed a three-picture deal with Cannon and asked that Van Damme and writer-director Sheldon Lettich come in for a meeting. It was at that meeting that Van Damme and Lettich selected a script based on the novel The Corsican Brothers by Alexander Dumas, a story of two twins who are separated at birth. So it sounds like this movie got started as a Cannon film, and then when Canon fell apart, they're like, all right, it's still not a bad idea. Hmm. Yeah. Explains a few things. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this would fit. So if I didn't know it, if I didn't know that Canon was over and done with, you know, well before 1991, I would have totally thought this was a Canon film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Let's see. Uh, what else did I see in here that I thought was kind of funny? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this one. One of the benefits of filming the bulk of the movie in Hong Kong is the production didn't have to worry about pesky little things like filming permits. Uh, for example, when Chad and Danielle are running through the streets of Hong Kong, those are not extras in the streets. They're just actual Hong Kong citizens going about their day. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, another thing on this list, one of the more memorable death scenes, spoiler alert, uh, one of the more memorable death scenes in Double Impact is when Bolo Young's character Moon is electrocuted. The director, Sheldon Lettich, admitted that Moon's demise was inspired by Oddjob's electrocution at the hands of James Bond and Goldfinger. All right. That works. I, I mean, it's still fun to see the electricity take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, there's some, in, yeah, there's some interesting stuff in this movie. 
Yeah. Like I would, and I think that that's one other thing that are, it's kind of interesting about Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies is he, you know, give him credit. Even if his movies maybe are not of the highest quality, he mm-hmm. at least is not afraid to experiment. Yeah. You know, and there's definitely some, even like the love scenes in this movie. Now, I've never, I've, of the room. I, yes, minus the sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, now, I've never taken any mind-altering substances, but I feel like watching those scenes I had. <laughs> I, I, I wondered if that was the intent. <laughs> I kind of get the feeling it was. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing, too, is like that, that whole idea of the kind of the paranoia that his um, that Alex's girlfriend is going to leave him for Chad. Yeah, I'm not sure where that came from. Like, that was kind of a weak point of the movie for me. I was like, why are you so? Yeah, like, that why? whole yeah. contrivance <laughs> was strange. Yeah. I'm like, you, you we're just we're forcing this. I'm not seeing this anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. It, that it was, took me back to the show, don't tell days of cre- creative <laughs> writing class. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're telling me that he's jealous. Well, why? Like, what, re- what reason does it? Is she into black silk underwear? Yeah. Okay, then maybe, but. I get, I, well, she did almost, you know, undress him. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, what was the line? It makes it makes that character so one-dimensional because he's just so incensed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat, what was the line? Is I, I hear all sorts of mm, stuff every day, pal. You want some advice? Take your fancy clothes, your black silk underwear, and go back to Disneyland. <laughs> he was real fixated on his brother's underwear. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was kind of strange. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, He's an interesting dude being portrayed there. Lots of surprises in this movie. Big surprises. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge surprises. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Did I miss part of it? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um. So we get to, as, as we get kind of further on in the movie, we get some other, um, you know, just, just some fun, different action scenes. Um, we get to, as we kind of get to the final fight at the end, you have the character of Moon, played by Bolo Young. And uh, as I mentioned before, dude's muscles have muscles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that good grief. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to end up in a fight with either of those guys. No, no. I feel like you could just be crushed between their biceps. A lot of that in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 91's turning out to be the year of the scary henchman. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And just the, it's the funny thing, I mean, it was almost it was almost comical, kind of that look on Moon's face when he kind of faces him down during that kind of like that last fight scene. Like, dude, that are you okay? <laughs> it's that's that's a really intense look there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that in this movie. A lot mm-hmm. of intense looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are all good faces, Bo. 
I, I wanted to share with the people who are listening to the audio at home. I thought so. <laughs> I was impressed with myself. Hey, I'm, I'm always impressed with you. I envy us. Do you have a favorite quote from this movie? There's much, much like a Schwarzenegger movie. There's a lot of good one-liners in this one. You hit one of the best with black silk underwear and go back to Disney World. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the one that kind of is sticking out of my head. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote, John? I it's probably that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one takes the cake. I mean, that's yeah. pretty classic. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple that, you know, are a little dated that are kind of amusing in their own way, but. Yeah. Frisky one. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was, I mean, that scene in particular, I'm it's, as I'm watching this, I'm like, huh, okay, 91. Like, how risque would that scene have been in 91? <laughs> Definitely more than 2001. Yeah. You know, 10 years makes a difference. I don't know. We, we've gone, we go, uh, we go in cycles with that in this country. Excuse me. Um, I mean, just looking back to when the rating system changed and whatnot, mm-hmm. I feel like what qualifies is, is so... cyclical yeah. um when especially when it comes to risque like i think language wise we hold a pretty good line mm-hmm. a pretty solid line but the risque stuff you know you, some movies get away with stuff that others wouldn't dare try and and it's it's a lot about the timing yeah i mean you can think about some of the stuff in like fast times at ridgemont high and whatnot Mm-hmm. They wouldn't dare put in a movie today. Right. Crazy when you think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then on top of it all, you know, you look at what they'll do overseas in a mainstream film, and it's different yet. Like, there's just no solid line on any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. all I know is I would never pick a fight. We've got our three questions are coming up, and one of the questions has to do with, you know, uh, what celebrity would you fight? Um, all I know is I would never pick a fight with her. Well, no. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might be kind of fun. He's going to kill you. <laughs> be kind of fun for like, you know, five or ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but what a way to go, I guess. I've got no rebuttal. <laughs> now, if it was Monica Bellucci. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now he's got a rebuttal. I now I have a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Now I can rebut. <laughs> <sighs> Big rebuttal. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let that one sail by. There you go. There That's you a good go. call. Yeah. That's probably for the best. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about this one before we jump into our three questions? It's fun. It's goofy. 
it's it's an action movie and yeah. i don't want to say that genre is going away but it's like that this is just kind of like a real sign of the late 80s early 90s just kind of pure action movie just action yeah and i think our conversation was like oh i don't want to say halting what am i trying to say again the the missing of the words our conversation was a little sporadic or a little abstract just because the movie was yeah you know there were some things that were solid but then the rest just kind of floated out there and it was like yeah uh okay yeah uh now we're going over here oh okay now we're gonna do this type of thing wait a minute what are we doing in this movie okay we got to destroy that company but okay how, like, how are we doing it? Like all that stuff. It was just like, you know what? Just let it go. They'll give you enough to get to the next fight scene and why there's a fight scene and you can just watch and enjoy. Yeah. And then the fight scene's done and it's like rinse and repeat. Okay. We're going to give you just enough to kind of be like, wait a minute. I think I can follow this. Cause now they've got, th- this is happening. Okay. Fight scene's happening again. We're good. So. Yeah. That's not a diss. It's a fun movie. Fun movie. Yeah, I, I did read up somewhere that um, they, let's see. Was it actually going to be a third? No, okay. Um, that they wanted to do a sequel to this. Actually, Jean-Claude Van Damme wanted to do a sequel to this mm-hmm. and call it Triple Impact. Okay. And <laughs> I don't know, I was trying to look up at this and see, whether or not they would reveal like there's a third brother or if it would just be like, that's what they would call the sequel to double impact. Um, Mm -hmm. But I remember reading something about this. They were doing Oh, you know what? Because they were doing a showing. This was back. Is it last year? Yeah. Last year. I think they were doing a showing of the movie at like an Alamo draft house in Austin, Texas. And um, the director Sheldon Lettich was there and he was talking with, you know, I think kind of doing a Q and a, type of thing and uh-huh. uh, a fan. So here it is in the article, uh, a fan jokingly asked if there were plans for triple impact. Lettich responded. Yep. Jean-Claude wanted to do that. <laughs> However, Lettich would go on to explain that quote, while a sequel was discussed for years, that perhaps the biggest reason one didn't happen was in fact due to the film's success. After being sold for distribution around the world, it became difficult for all the different international rights to be worked out for another film. Mm. Okay. It says, while a script was never written by Ledich and Van Damme, Ledich revealed that a story was discussed and being hammered out where Chad is back in Los Angeles, gets into trouble with the Chinese triads. Ah, mm-hmm. the, the tri. See, I, I get where that comes from. Um, from there, Alex would have come back from Hong Kong and would basically be the emblematic bull in a China shop, reteaming up with his brother to wreak havoc on the Chinese underworld, much like they did in the original Double Impact. Huh. There you go. So, yeah. All right. All right. I think it's time for, I should have done two questions. This is double impact, but you get three, Uh, you get three questions. You get one for free. Yeah. Ask every question twice. Never, never say I didn't do anything for you. He asks each traveler five questions, three questions, three questions. Impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point 
in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, three questions. Question number one, a uh, little bit of a fight club question here. Uh, if you could fight any celebrity, who would you fight? Make love, not war, man. If you had to fight. Is my goal here to win? <laughs> can, I, can I learn from this person? Can you learn from this person? Um, can it be like training? Sure. No, you have to beat the other person into submission. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not the right response. <laughs> well, so now you've narrowed my list down to um, old men. <laughs> and, and children. Because that's about all I can beat the submission at this point. So I've knocked out the sub list of mud wrestling. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which old, old men and children? Is that what you said? Yeah, that's about <laughs> the only thing I can win. You know. All right. So, so Bo's say, uh... so Bo's answer. He's. I'm going to do both of them for you. Bo's answer is Benjamin Button. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you get both simultaneously. <laughs> Oh man. Um, hmm. I'm Cruz. He's short. I might have a height advantage. Okay. He does all his own stunts, so I'm probably in trouble. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I fight Gandhi. No, I just. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not my answer. That's Fight Club. Yeah. I'd fight Lincoln. Big guy, big reach. Skinny guys fight till they're hamburger. Hmm. Hmm. This is hard. I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know. Who am I going to fight? Why don't you guys pick? Who should I fight? Um, You know, if if I wanted to win... Because I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like I could block this and it, or it just wouldn't be very effective in real life. I think I'm going to fight Captain Kirk. Mm. All right, there you go. Because his only movie he's really got is like the two-handed punch. True. And I feel like the two-handed punch is and not the big as... big bear hug. Right, is, is not as effective as you oh, probably think it is. That's right. He's got the... Yep. Right. And he's got that like uh, wrestling move where he jumps up and kicks you to the chest and falls to the ground. That's right. And that's not that's not my choice because of Fight Club. I know I've already you know mentioned Fight Club a couple of times, but mm -hmm. I know his line in the movie is Shatner. I'd fight William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd fight Kirk. I totally think I could, you know, he goes with that, that two-handed punch move and I don't know. I feel like that's easy to avoid. Sure. Yeah. Or it doesn't pack as, as much impact as a one-handed punch. 
you know, but I guess they, they punch differently in the future. Yeah. I guys, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to fight. A stormtrooper. There you go. With, with, so a, ga- I, with a gaffy stick. With a gaffy stick. There the, it is. In the library. <laughs> in the library. Stormtrooper with a gaffy stick. There it okay. is. Got it. Done. There you go. Dusted. <laughs> Done. Question two. <laughs> Good team effort. Good team effort. Thanks, guys. Thanks, team. All right. Bo, did we settle on yours? Other than Benjamin. Yeah, Tom Cruise. He was short. Oh, Tom, Tom Cruise. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Short guy. You can just put his put your hand on his head. Like do, one, do one of those things where he's like trying to swing at you and yeah. All right. Uh let's see. Number two, favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme role. I think it's Lionheart. Okay. But I really have to watch that and Blood Bloodsport over again to really make up my mind. But mm. like right now, I say Lionheart. Okay. I think I got to go universal soldier. I like that one. Nice. I'm going to say street fighter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who does he play? Does he play guile in that one? He does. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I've never seen that from beginning to end. Eh, that's understandable. Okay. And I was, and I was such a huge street fighter fan when the game was out, you know, street fighter two and all of its 50 million versions. There's an amazing episode of the podcast. How did this get made? Yeah. About that movie. Okay. There is some crazy, crazy stories about that movie. Hmm. I just, I'm still curious as to how they got Raul Julia. (laughs) Well, that's part of it. I mean, he was not a well man at the time. Yeah. He was very, very sick. Yeah. And there was lots of white powder on set. Ah, gotcha. <sighs> Colombian marching dust, I believe is. Yes. Robin Williams used to call it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Last question. If you had a twin, would you rather have a twin brother or a twin sister? 3B, which one would you fight? <laughs> well, if it's a sibling, uh, like I'll fight with any of them any time. <laughs> Between a boy and a girl, eh, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a preference. I don't have a druthers. Yeah. I'd probably rather have a twin brother. Although the world does not need two of me, let's be honest. So, yikes. <laughs> Bobo. There you oh. go. You just, oh, wait a minute. You, Tom, what did you say your favorite Sean Claude Van Damme role was? Universal, Universal Soldier. Ah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I, th- I, I thought you said Pat. I'm sorry. Okay. No worries. I, we're all basically the same person at this point. Yeah, we are mm-hmm. the triple impact. We are of- the triple impact. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. <laughs> or, or the quintuple impact, if you count me and Bo twice. Exactly. Oh, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, that movie is uh, called the five finger discount. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, let's see if I had a twin, whatever the twin brother, twin sister. Yeah. I don't know if the, I don't know if the world needs another me. Mm-hmm. I'd, I, maybe I'd say sister. 
I don't know. I feel like a twin brother. My identity would get lost. But I'm not. I'm not a twin, so I've never experienced that. So I don't know. But uh, I really, I don't care as long as you get to have that cool uh, twin telepathy stuff. Mm. <clears throat> like uh, Zamos and Tamont, or whatever their names were. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go for that. Right on. All right. All right. Well, I think we've solved the world's problems. Uh, I think we've. I think we've. Would you say we've made an impact on the world? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've made an impact. All right. right. A plethora of impact. A plethora. A plethora. A plith. A plim. A plim pact. That's not even a word. I'm not going to try. There is no. a. Nope. There is a smoking impact crater that mm. is our podcast upon the world. Double impact there crater. You go. There we go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. Um, 30podcast.com is where you can find more episodes of our show. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to check out past episodes, leave us a voicemail. Join us on Patreon. Um, we appreciate all those that have been uh, supporting us there, just kind of helping keep the lights on here at the show. Uh, we we always say this. We just do this because we have fun, but there is a little bit of a cost involved. So any way that you can be helping out, um, <clears throat> if you can't help out financially, you know, like we know there's a we know there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and and a lot of people are hitting hard times. So. Even if it's just sharing the show, if you've been enjoying it and you want to share it with somebody else that you think might enjoy a bunch of guys talking about 80s and 90s movies, then uh, go ahead and and share that on Twitter and and all the other different social medias. Um, But uh, if you do or if you are able to join us on Patreon, we do have some exclusive episodes that come out each month that you get if you are a supporter on Patreon. So we would look forward to seeing you over there if that is possible for you. Otherwise, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next episode's coming up. We've got, uh, let's see, coming up here in just a little bit this month, we've got Clash of the Titans is actually our uh, Patreon exclusive episode for this one. That one came out in 81, so it's hitting its 40th anniversary. And then for the rest of this month, we've got Backdraft and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Nice. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Um, I'm going to say something real quick about Ninja Turtles 2 because I watched it uh, about a week ago, maybe a couple, yeah, no, about a week ago. And um, I had some interesting thoughts about Ninja Turtles 2. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to talking about it because I know we just recently did Ninja Turtles 1. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll pique everybody's curiosity and say Ninja Turtles 2 better question mark and i haven't fully decided that yet interesting i gotta think about it might have to watch the movie one more time (laughs) yeah all right we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks all right man a couple weeks throw that out there let let that percolate a little bit i think i just added an extra u to percolate you did. I, I wasn't going to say anything. Well, I was just going to let it roll. I was going to let it, you know, I'm from the South, so I figured it's kind of like nu- nuclear. There you, go. you know, that Superman villain in Superman 4, nuclear man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd, uh, I'd like to buy a vowel pad. Tell you what I'd do. I'd write a letter to Superman. All right. God, that's a horrible movie. Anyway, we've already done that one. We're moving on. We're in 91. Rest of the month, Backdraft, Ninja Turtles 2. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next time.